When is the last time you listened to a podcast about web development, web design, and small business and didn't fall asleep? Yes, we cover web development, web design, and small business, but like actual human beings with personalities. If you're a beginner, we're not going to talk over your head. It's more like asking your buddy for help. We have guests, we have fun, and let me tell you, these two can get off on a tangent. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to HTML All The Things Podcast. This is Matt Lawrence and Mike Curran. That's right, everybody. We are back, and this is episode 195, Productive Developers Build Good Habits. This title took way too long for us to generate. I actually went all the way to Mike's house, which is about an hour away from my house. We had a conversation about it. That wasn't the only reason why I was there, but it was a major part of our meeting. So I hope you enjoy that title as much as we do. Um, we're learning keyword research and SEO stuff and stuff like that. We're, we, we know it. But we're learning new stuff and starting to not specialize in it, but learn more on it. So that's why we spent so long for the first title after some after some new training. So if this sounds interesting to you and you want to support the show, you can go check us out on that Patreon. I just realized that I just talked about something that wasn't related to the show and then said, does this sound interesting to you? But I mean, it does. It sounds interesting to me. It sounds interesting to Mike. And we're going to be talking about good habits. And maybe that was a bad habit I just did there. But anyway... This sounds interesting to you. <laughs> if you want to support the show, you can go check us out on Patreon, leave a review or rating on your podcast app, join us in our Discord server, share this with your friends. And Mike, you are a habit machine. You always talk about changing your schedule and your uh, productivity systems, I guess, and things like that. Whereas I am a weirdly free spirit, I don't know, where I don't like form and function of like, do this at 6 p.m., do this at 7 Make sure you do this. Make sure you do that. I don't do that. I don't even go to bed at the same time every night, which is probably not good health-wise. I'm not a doctor, so I can't confirm that. But it's probably against your system. So I want I want you to try to tell us and the listener why good habits makes productive developers. So please, sir, take it away. All right. Um, and I, like, just to address what you just said, Matt, and like my system that I'm going to outline here, I'm going to show you like where I where I am right now, not where I'm going to end up because I'm still tweaking, but my system is not going to apply to everyone. And I think that's a really big key realization that you have to have where you're like, if you're looking into habit building, if you're looking into productivity and you see someone that you want to emulate, right? And they're doing everything that you want to do in life. First of all, they're probably having their own struggles in the background that they're not sharing. So take that with a grain of salt. But second of all, what works for them might not, and I would say almost probably won't work for you. Everyone is different. And the idea that the ideas that I'm going to be talking about here are ways to find what works for you more than like, okay, just do this exactly. And you'll succeed in life. No, I I don't have that answer. I'm not a professional habit builder. Like I'm not one of these like life coaches that can analyze you as a person, as a listener as well, and figure out exactly how to make your life better. It's not possible. Like that's why like a lot of these bad habit building courses or whatever that I've looked at and tried myself, uh, and I'm obviously not going to call any out, but like a a lot of them are specifically designed for one type of person. 
right? And you see in the comments and the reviews that, hey, like this is successful and stuff like that. Well, those types of people, that, the ones that succeed that go all the way through are obviously how much higher to leave, like likely to leave comments in those in those situations. The ones that that system perfectly fits into their situation. The people that aren't going to leave comments are the ones that quote unquote failed that system and feel ashamed about it. So just take everything that you see in this space with a grain of salt. So just to dive right in from there, uh, I want to kind of outline what habits are and why they are important, right? Because I think this is where I fell apart a lot too, where I just didn't know what a habit was and do I really need it? Like what's the point of a habit? Stuff like that. So just to get off right there, habits are set behaviors or routines that we perform almost instinctively. It's done in the subconscious. So it's something that you do, you know, every time that you wake up during the day, you do something like, you know, uh, check your phone. That is a habit. If you wake up every day and check your phone, that is a habit. Now, is it a good or bad habit? We'll get into it, but it is a habit. Anytime that you like, if every morning you make cereal and watch TV, that is a habit. Any repetitive task that you do, it doesn't have to be a daily thing. Like it could be a weekly repetitive habit. It doesn't matter, but it's something that's almost ingrained in us. It's something that we don't even notice that we do. But when you start looking for them, you'll notice that you do have a ton of habits, right? Like it doesn't matter how sporadic it is. Your your habit doesn't have to occur at exactly the same moment every day, but it usually occurs after a certain trigger. Right. So again, waking up, you don't, Matt, you don't wake up at the same time every day, but I'm sure you do similar things after you wake up. Yeah, there's, I guess there's like a looseness to my habits, but so I, I have like the same, let, let's say like, uh, I mean, you have in the show notes here, it's like, if you like eat a breakfast, it's like, I, I actually don't eat breakfast, but if, if I did, it's like I, my breakfast would be at a different time every time. You know what I mean? But I still have the habit of eating the breakfast. You know, checking my phone for emails is part of my habits, but I check that on a sporadic schedule. So that the, like the habit doesn't have to be nailed down to say, nope, it's like 6 p.m. I have to do this little thing. I So I get, I get that. There's like a looseness to it. Exactly. Exactly. A, it an optional looseness, I guess you could say even. Yeah, of course, because some people do do it every day. Right. And there's arguments to like, I'm not going to get into what's the correct way to do it. Like, I don't I personally don't think that there's a like, you know, you have to be waking up every day at 7 a.m. Like all that, in my opinion, is bullshit. Like you can definitely adjust your schedule to the type of person you are and still be successful. Um, but there is that like kind of flexibility in your habits. But you are you do have habits. Everyone has certain habits that they that they have. And until you start looking for them, you don't really realize that this is being done subconsciously, right? Just one um, little thing to like mm-hmm. really quickly jump in is the only thing I would say that could affect somebody's. So like, I agree with you, for example, let me just, let me just start that out where, you know, you can adjust your, your schedules and stuff like this to like for success. I do agree with that. Generally, some people say you have to wake up at 4 a.m., 7 a.m., 6 a.m., 5 a.m., whatever their thing is, go through this system, do this and that. Because like the fact that there's different systems proves that different habits work because there's successful people, different successful people advertising their habit schedule, let's say their systems, but all those systems are different. And all of those people are arguably successful, typically financially successful is, is kind of the, what, what people look for a lot of the time. 
or at least what I've seen online a lot. But there is an aspect to, it depends on when your responsibilities are as well. If you're trying to become like a stock guy and you're always, and you're always asleep when the market's open and then you wake up when the market's closed, maybe that's not going to work, for example. So like there is like outside circumstances that may force you to do things in a habit and like, is that his habitual way the right way to say that? Yeah. Okay. So like in a habitual way, you know what I'm trying to say? Like, yeah, it, like you know, you you your success can be done at any time. Let's say, but sometimes there's like a responsibility from an outside source that forces you to have to wake up at a certain time or work at a certain time, stuff like that. I just wanted to like throw that in there. You're absolutely right. Like you're 100% correct because. You know, if you have kids, you have to wake up at certain times to feed the kids and to take them to school. Like there's a lot of different factors. Like you could have a nine to five job. Uh, okay. Like that you, you can't not be productive in between nine to five. If you, you know, have a nine to five job, you've got to figure out a way, uh, maybe develop some habits that make it so that you can be productive during that time. That's the thing. Like you can use habit forming. You can use these productivity tools in a way that actually helps you adapt to different different schedules that are forced on you right now having said that as a like w- as a developer and as developers and as freelancing developers and speaking to the audience right now that's like you know there's a lot of junior developers out there that are trying to get a job there's a lot of developers out there that are essentially trying to figure out how to balance like their day-to-day job and learning how to code right so in that in that sense that's where you can adjust. That's where you have to adjust. That's where you need to find that time that works for you. And it's never, it's not going to be the same for everyone. That's the thing. Like some people, for instance, you know, you have a nine to five, but you want to learn how to code. So you have a few options. You can wake up at four in the morning and, you know, code for a couple hours every day before you go, you go to work. Some people can do that. But some people, it's out of the question. Like, it's not possible because they, they're not morning people. They hate waking up in the morning to a certain degree. Like, I mean, no one really loves waking up at four, but some people can do it and be productive and be okay with it. But some people are just going to be miserable for the rest of the day. So if you're in that boat that's miserable for the rest of the day, what you can do is you can find a time after work, maybe like 8 p.m. when family is starting to relax, go to bed and work till like 12. Like, do do, do your coding till 12. Now, this is kind of a little bit of hustle culture and stuff like that. That kind of sucks. But realistically, a lot of people are in that situation. So I just wanted to say that there, is, again, coming back to it, there is no one way that this works. You, you, you can't adapt. Maybe you can, you know, work an hour in between lunch or something like that. Maybe you can take a longer lunch and work there. Like there's so many different ways you can approach it. But regardless, that's the way you can adapt to different time timelines. Um, but what I do want to get back to is again, breaking down what habits are. And I want to talk specifically about what are good and bad habits, because there is a very clear separation between those, right? What, what you think you're doing like randomly might just be a bad habit. And what you think you're doing, like, you know, instinctively and like to be a normal person is actually a good habit. That's not everyone has. A good habit could be showering every day, brushing your teeth and flossing every day, eating healthy. Those are all habits that you have to build somehow. If you look back at it, like how did you start those habits? 
your parents kind of ingrained it in you. They like stood over your shoulder to make sure that you do it every day. Wh- whatever you did, whatever happened in that situation, they actually built those habits for you or you built them yourself due to a certain reason. Maybe the dentist told you, you have to brush every day. Otherwise, we're going to rip your teeth out. And that's fear. You know, so you used fear to build those good habits. All those habits were built, even if you don't realize it consciously, those are habits were built consciously to become subconscious. And same with bad habits, like biting your nails, eating too much, sitting too long. You're a developer. You're going to be sitting a lot. All that stuff is is built over time to be something that's ingrained, something that's repetitive and something that's subconscious. That's And just to be honest, that's very hard to change. That's why good habits are so good, but bad habits are so bad. Like Because it's so subconscious, if you actively think about changing it, yeah, in that second like that you're thinking about not biting your fingers, you're not going to bite your nails, right? But as soon as you relax, as soon as you do something else and have a trigger that makes you bite your nails, you're going to bite them without even noticing it. And it's going to be too late. So there's ways to kind of build habits and there's ways to remove bad habits. I'm not going to get like super far. Like you can't get into all of those ways inside of a, you know, an hour long podcast, but I am going to link a couple books, Atomic Habits and Tiny Habits. They're really, really good books. I highly recommend you read them if you're serious about this. Now, obviously not every piece of advice in those books is going to apply to you, but it's still an interesting read. And I think if you read a few different sources on this, you can take, you know, certain things that resonate with you from both books and build a system that works for you. So that's what I'm going to recommend you do if you want to really get into the habit learning. But I do want to kind of do a high level overview about what I did and uh, what helped me build, start building the routine that's, you know, getting to the point where I'm happy with it. Well, I do want to mention something here is that obviously, for example purposes, we went in through, we went through some basic habits, good and bad, you know, showering every day, biting your nails, you know, whatever. It's like, those are some basic examples, but I do want to touch on the fact that there are habits that are more subconscious, like you're saying, but they're also complex. So I don't know if you want to call them complex habits, whatever, but maybe that term already exists, but one habit that you might get, let's say from growing up. So I'll give an example of one of mine. So, um, we would always look for a way, uh, to financially not have to spend in a situation. So an example would be, okay, uh, a pipe breaks in the house. A lot of people's first instinct is, okay, we got to call the plumber. I would be kind of taught like, no, like let's figure out how to fix it and let's fix it ourselves or figure out how to mitigate the damage or like there would be a a part or Jerry rig something. Like there would be a, a, a part that we would play in the situation to lower the financial impact. Now that's, I do that less than say my parents did because like I inherited that effectively from my parents and those are the hot those are the that's the habit but what that did was it instilled a financial habit in me where I decide okay hang on you know can I get involved in this situation do I want to get involved in this situation what's the price of this situation and by having that habit in me it's changed a lot of what I do I decide on certain things that I want to spend money on, gaming, I'll go see movies. Um, I don't go out too much. So when I go out, I don't really worry about the money I'm spending within reason. I'm not going and buying a yacht when I go out, but I don't really worry about it because I know that I'm going to go out this month, but I might not go out again for 
like, like, I mean, a proper outing type of thing for like four months. You know, maybe I'll hit a restaurant, hit up a restaurant here and there, whatever, but I'm not going to say like bar hop again, or I'm not going to go and see, uh, you know, a, a, a theater show or some sort of thing that's more expensive than just a, like a movie. Um, so I'm okay with spending the money in bulk, but then not doing that too often, which automatically sort of saves me that money. So I've had this sort of, uh, financial, um, I, I don't know analysis that I go through and I've honed that more recently as I've learned or as I've uh, told this show where I've started to learn more financial systems, how taxes work in Canada for us and stuff like this. Like I've started to look at more at the financial system, but this idea of spending and not spending has kind of short of my, like say earlier years, first getting a job, of course you overspend because it's the first time you have some sort of money. Um, it's very much instilled in me that I analyze situations. Does it make sense to get a new car? Well, sure, but you know, maybe it doesn't like everyone's saying to get a new car, but what's the point, you know, like, like really going into those situations, like I, should I get a new couch? Sure. It'd be nice, but why would I do that? Well, you know, this person told me that my couch sucks. Well, like, do I really care about their opinion? Um, you know, do I don't, do I dislike my couch? Uh, is there something wrong with the couch? Is there something wrong with my desk? Um, those type of purchases, like, should I buy this, this video game? You know, someone told me that they liked it and they want me to play with them, but like, am I going to enjoy that? Or do they enjoy it enough to continue playing and I'm going to get a long period of time with it? Those are things that I just naturally go through. And that's from that sort of financial habit of learning, like sort of that, I think from my parents and it's been extrapolated and that's sort of almost an instinct in me now where I took what they taught me. I do it differently than them, but the system in my mind was created by seeing them get involved in situations that would say hurt us financially or cost us money. So then I go and I say, okay, what situations am I going to hire a professional in and what situations am I not going to hire a professional in? What situations am I going to replace something that's perfectly good? What situations am I not going to replace something until it absolutely cannot be used anymore? What's the financial impact of those two things? How much do I like things this way? And, you know, I won't, I'll, I won't continue ranting, but because this is only one habit, but I do want to, I did want to like shine a light on the fact that habits don't have to be just the basics. Like make sure you put your, your shoes on the right feet and tie them properly. And they don't have to be just the basics. They can be complex and even multi-staged things that you do that's good or bad. Absolutely. And I think that that kind of plays into good developer habits as well, because if you think about it, certain habits in development. So if you're going to sit down and code, a good habit in there as an example would be, you know, let's write down, let's break down this problem into smaller problems. And every time you sit down to code and you have a problem in front of you, you immediately break it down because it's part of your ingrained habits, right? That's a good but complex developer habit. And that's going to carry through throughout this conversation that we're going to be having where it's not a direct line to like, okay, I'm going to build a habit where I code forever, like sit down and code forever. It's not exactly how it works. What you do is you build little habits around coding to make coding better and faster to get into, to get into deep work faster and stuff like that. And that's what the power of good habits can be. It can take your disorganized routines and your unproductive days and flip that script to be 
more consistent. You're not going to be hundred percent consistent, but you can be more consistent. You can flip that script and be become a, like be able to kind of notice something happening and stop it from happening. Like if you start getting distracted, you can start noticing that and then have a habit that stops the distraction. I'm going to talk about that. Stuff like that will inherently make you a better developer. Because for me, like personally, my biggest hindrance as a developer is focus and productivity. Like I swear that's, I've narrowed it down at the at the, at the end of last year and the start of this year, I started to kind of really take note about where I could be better. And from my understanding, like I, I, I understand code decently well, like I'm a decent coder. I can write fairly efficient code. I can learn new things pretty quickly. Like I, not to brag, but like I do have a decent set of skills in coding. But what I did notice that like some days I would work for 10 hours, but I feel like I didn't get much done. And it was because of the fact that I didn't have good habits. I would get distracted. I would, you know, I wouldn't, I wouldn't write the best code because I would be thinking about something else. Uh, I would constantly be um, pulled into different meetings. I would, my, my schedule was all over the place. Like there were just so many things that were breaking up my days that I just couldn't efficiently code. Like I was doing what I thought, what I think is like two hours of work in a 10 hour day. And that's really bad, obviously. But if you start looking back at your days out there, like I'm sure there's some really, really productive people and that hats off to you. But if you start looking at it, how much work are you actually doing in your day? Like really like focused work. It's probably not a ton. And that's what I wanted to flip. That's what I wanted to change. So again, at the start of this at the start of last year or at the end of last year, I really started to focus on this. And my entire goal for this year is not to, you know, learn a language or learn uh, better coding practices. No, it's not that. It's to become better at focusing and become better with my habits. I want to, my end goal is to be able to have the same productivity, if not more. And I think more is very realistic for me right now. I want to have more productivity than I have now, but I want to be able to do it in a four-day work week, working six hours a day. And that seems ridiculous. And that seems like a, like a, you know, right now I'm working probably like 10 hours a day for five, six days a week. And I want to bring it down to four and six hours a day, but that's what I want. And the only way I could see myself doing that is to just be able to focus for that six hours is to be able to do more work in that six hours. And I think it's completely possible because what I did was, and I'll, I'm going to talk about it, I actually took a step back and I was like, what am I doing throughout the day? And I, chronolo- I, and I wrote it down as I was doing it. And I broke down my day. And that's how I dove into building better habits. You know, there, there's one thing here that I kind of want to touch on, and that is that you're going through you know, your specific experience with, you know, how much work you're getting done in a day versus how much you feel like you're getting done. Maybe you're getting more done than you feel like. Uh, maybe you're not. Maybe there's a lot of wasted time in the day. So when you say I'm working, what does that mean to you? Does that mean that you're just sitting at the desk? Does that mean that you're home? Does that mean that your phone, your work phone, work notifications are on? What does I'm working mean? And that definition 
of all those things, how much work you're getting done, what is considered working, et cetera, is different for everybody. For somebody that is working on, say, fixing a house or like a more hands-on job, it's like working to them, I would assume, is something like I'm either planning a build or I'm building. But if I'm sitting there with my phone on, that doesn't, that's, that's different. But for an office worker, maybe that's part of their job is to you have a loose three hours in the day and you just have to have your phone on in case somebody calls type of thing. So everyone is different. And I, I, I think it is crucial and you're doing, and you're doing it in this episode, but I do think it's crucial that everyone realize that everyone is unique in their, in their habits or in specifically in what they consider, uh, what they consider, you know, to be a habit, what they don't consider to be a habit, what they consider needs to be fixed, what they consider don't doesn't need to be fixed. Some people want to be, uh, you know, just sticking around the house and maybe they're okay with doing two hours of work in, in, in what they consider 10 hours of working hours because they they like the, the relaxation of it. And so that to them, that's a better habit versus maybe stressing out. Maybe they stress out easily and they don't like that and this works better for them. And so, I do like how you're going into like, hey, this is how what I'm doing. But like, you know, obviously we're going to get into it, but it, it is crucial that everyone has a different way to do it. An example for myself again, because I'm I'm the best example for me, obviously, for stuff like this is um, I don't pay attention really to health at all. Like, I don't really pay attention to it, whatever. And then um, quickly approaching 30, I was like, I should probably pay attention to an extent like this is especially with COVID and stuff. Like, you know, with just because everything is everyone's talking about health all the time, I just kind of thought like, you know what, maybe I should start paying attention a little bit because I don't want to be, you know, like 50, let's say, and like really beat up. Like my body's all beat to crap and I like feel like crap all the time. Like, I just don't want to feel like crap. So I was like, okay, well, I know that I don't care about health. Like I personally don't care about it, but I should. So over like two years, I've been generating, uh, like a habit system or a habitual uh, system. Habitual keeps sounding like something else to me for some reason. Like that word sounds like it means something else, but anyway, like a habit system, let's just say, um, to sort of like control what I'm eating to an extent to track any activity that I'm doing or lack thereof to track, um, what my um, health metrics are specifically with weight and, you know, what is my skeletal mass and all that, all that jazz. And what I did was I said, okay, like, I don't want to, I don't want to know this. <laughs> like, I would love to just not, be, not be able to care about this and just keep existing. That's not a reality. So I created a system over a couple of years and it's still being tweaked and it's still whatever, where I let a bunch of stuff do it for me. I have a smartwatch and I'll let it do its health features. I have a smart scale and I'll let it do its health features. I have a um, very basic sort of not a meal plan because I hate that, but I have sort of like an easy uh, timing and cal and calorie, very general calorie intake method that allows me to either be consistent weight or low or low and lower my weight without a, without even really changing what I'm eating. I have like a system that I've designed over this time where I have, and it's been, like I said, like a few, like two, probably two years of, of designing this system because I don't care about health personally, but I know I like should. And so by designing this system, this system is designed for laziness. 
My scale sits like my scale will connect to my phone. My phone connects to Samsung Health. I have a Samsung smartwatch, so my my Samsung watch gets all the stuff from Samsung Health. So everything goes through Samsung Health. I know like what I need to have. Like I know what hardware I need. I know when I'm supposed to check things, and I don't worry about it otherwise. I know, and I like choose certain things to eat, and I choose other things that I shouldn't eat, or this and that, and it's all very like laid out. And I know, and I knew that I didn't want to be one of those people. And if you are, it's fine. But I, I personally didn't want to be one of those people that says like, oh, I, I don't like, I, I don't eat this, or I, 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 we have to go to a special restaurant. I just didn't want that because I knew that I would annoy myself because I just like to go wherever. So. I didn't want to have to have a restriction in that way personally. So I made a system that doesn't require that. That doesn't require me to be really strict. It's a lazy health system, but maybe it's not good. Like, I don't know, maybe it's not good in in terms of a doctor's eyes, but it's a hell of a lot better than what my habits were before, which was not caring at all. I actually do feel generally better. And it's just literally a better system than what I had before because there was no system. There was no habit. There was the habit was not to have a habit, you know, so now I'm at least paying attention to stuff. And I've told Mike that now that I'm paying attention, I'll do stuff like what I would do is I don't really like sugar, sugary pop too much. Like it's just too um, sugary for me in general. But when I would go to, say, the movie theater, I would get a Coke because it's watered down in the fountain, the, the soda fountain. And so I would get a regular Coke. Now, now that I'm paying attention, I'm like, you know what? I could just shave off like, I don't know, 100 calories or whatever it is. I could shave off those calories if I just get this water or this juice or this whatever the options are. That's just because I've been paying attention. And I don't limit myself. If I want the, really want the Coke, I just go get the Coke. Again, it's a lazy man's health plan. But the whole point is like not to talk about myself. Um, the point is, is that the habits I'm making and the habits I'm doing are for me but they weren't generated overnight. I don't go and find some billionaire's habits next day, say, all right, that's it. You know, we're waking up at 4 a.m. We're doing this. We're working out for 10 hours and we're doing this. And then we're doing work for two hours. And then we're drinking, you know, one of those green smoothie things. And like, I don't, I'm not strict like that because I know that I'm not going to do that. And I know that I'm going to be lazy with this. I know it. So I don't do that. And so I, I think that it's crucial that you find, and Michael get into his, but you find the habits that will work for you, but you don't need to do it today. You don't need to do it tomorrow. You can literally develop the system slowly over time. You can fuck with, like in my case, I was messing around with health sensors and was like, this is kind of useful. Maybe I could use this to be lazy. <laughs> like, really? really? Like, maybe I should, maybe I could use this to be lazy. And then, oh, like, caloric intake's kind of easy. Like, I'm not really hungry at this time of day and I'm just eating for eating. Like, maybe I shouldn't do that or this and that. You know, there's various things that I just sort of like started paying attention to. And like I said, over two years sort of generated a really easy, lazy system because I know I'm going to be lazy with this. So I I just wanted to like, like kind of drive home the fact that habits don't need to be like be healthy all the time and make sure you get like go real hard on it. It's like maybe like if you want to do that, of course, and, you know, please talk to your doctor before making health decisions um, because I talked to mine. But literally know who you are and know what type of habits you are going to stick to and know that you need to do something that you are able to stick to. And you might do, let's say you're doing, you're in the bad habit section. Now you're aiming for the good, the good habit, but the good habits just not sustainable for you for whatever reason. 
You just can't do that. It sucks. It doesn't fit your schedule. You hate it. Maybe do a half step. Now, if you do another half step again, later on, it's going to be easy. Maybe you never get past that half step, but you're still much closer to the good habit than you were the bad habit. And so really uh, tailor and curate your habits based on you. Or at least that's that's my opinion. That's my advice. Maybe some some guru is going to come in here and be like, you're an idiot. And that's fair. But that's just my that's my two cents. So. I mentioned those two books earlier on, uh, Tiny Habits and Atomic Habits. What you described right there, Matt, is essentially the ethos of both those books. So your mindset, the mindset that it's better to start, it's better to do something easy, it's better to do the lazy man's habits, is the right way to do it. That is the way to build habits, and I will get into it more down down below but you are you hit the nail on the head harder than, you know, a carpenter goes in. <laughs> like, it's just it is exactly what you need to find for yourself. An example from the Tiny Habits book that, that I recently read. A start of a habit. If you want to go for a walk every day, let's say that that's something that you want. That's something that you need. The first part of that habit is literally the only thing you have to do is take get your shoes on. If you don't want to go on the walk after you get your shoes on, take them off. You have completed the first step in that habit. And you can do that for a week, two weeks, three weeks, however long until it becomes ingrained. And the next part is it'll come to you naturally because as you put your shoes on, you're going to be realizing that, okay, I can just go for a walk. And most of the time you're going to start going for a walk. And it builds in this slow way that eventually maybe you'll start going for a run. The point is to make that first step to building something and be consistent with it. And do the consistency is really important. That's why you cannot do too much. If you if your first step is going for a 10-kilometer walk, even if you do it two, three times in a row, the chances of you sticking with it is very, very low because you're going to have a situation where you're going to wake up, your legs are going to hurt, and you're going to be like, I can't do this 10-kilometer walk, and that's it. Your habit's gone. Yeah, your feeling, your feeling of motivation when you decide on doing a new habit is way different from when you're in it and you either feel like crap or you have a headache or you just feel different that day, and, and your motivation level is obviously going to be different. And so then you're going to end up breaking the habit and then you're not going to do it. Yep, that's exactly it. And it's more important. And I, I say this many, many times throughout this entire podcast, throughout previous episodes. It is way more important to continue doing something. It's way more important to have that motivation than it is to do it amazingly. When you're learning how to code, like there's a roadmap in front of you. And you hit a point in the wall, like you hit a point in the in the roadmap that you just hate. That's a good indicator for you to go back and find something you like. Because if you're going to hate doing something that you haven't built a habit for, you're not going to do it. It's going to go by the wayside and you're going to hate it. You need to find the way that works for you. And the way that works for you, like Matt said, is not going to be the way that works for everyone. That's why I go into such painstaking detail whenever I go into a roadmap to, to, to explain this, that like, hey, eight, we'd love for you to learn HTML, CSS, JavaScript in a row. And that's the ideal way, quote unquote, to learn it. But that is absolutely not the only way. And that is not a requirement. If you really hate CSS, 
but you like JavaScript, skip it then. You can always go back and learn it if you need it in the future and stuff like that. But the point is to continue with the motivation. That's much more important than learning it in exactly the right steps or exactly the right time. So again, Matt, you nailed it on the head. Like the health thing is really, really key. Like putting a structure in place, any structure is going to help you. That's why like these diets, quote unquote, Atkins and keto, all of that. Yes, they work. But you know why they work? Because they put a structure in place, not because you're eating, you're not eating wheat or you're not eating whatever. Like those things are side things. It's, it's the fact that you're, you're putting a structure in place of someone that had no structure. So you're making them weigh themselves. You're making them do all these things that inherently will make them lose weight because they're going to either eat less or feel bad, or like be more cognitive about the whole health process. As soon as you're more cognitive, guaranteed you're going to lose weight. It's just a guarantee as soon as you start thinking about it. Because most of the time that we binge eat, most of the time that we eat unhealthily, most of the time that we are unhealthy is because it's just in the back of our minds. It's a bad habit. We're doing it subconsciously. We're not even paying attention to it. This whole this whole thing, too, it, 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 I have this picture in my mind and, you know, like off of the health thing even, it, it, this just triggered a, a memory or a thought in my head about school where we all know that person that let's say is doesn't get the greatest grades and doesn't really show up and is sort of a mess when they do show up like they don't know that there was an assignment due and stuff like that they're not organized and so they get themselves into trouble let's say they're about to fail or they go to the teacher and ask for a second chance and they get that second chance and the second chance let's say is a bit of a you know a jump through hoop situation where it's not just yeah you could do the test again it's well, you know, show me what you can do in the next couple of projects and then maybe I'll lessen the weight of this test or whatever. Like a deal has been made, some sort of academic deal has been made. And so you see that person for one or two days come in and instead of being, you know, all sort of unorganized and stuff, you see them being super organized. They got their, they got everything ready. Everything's in its proper place and they're acting different and they're acting like they're interested in stuff. But in reality, they're not. And like shortly after, probably over the weekend, when that structure is broken because they're not at school anymore, now they're just right back almost 100% of the time that I've seen it. Now they're right back to being a mess. You know, they're trying to make deals with the teacher, academic deals that they can't keep. And, you know, they never really, maybe they snap in and out of this sort of like academic mode a couple of times, but there's no structure there or they don't have a care for it. And so they they keep breaking it. And that's, that's exactly what I think of for whatever reason when you were talking there, Mike, is exactly what I thought of is that I've seen that so many times, you know, somebody shows up, they're all ready, they got their glasses and like they're, you know, they got their reading glasses and they're ready to go. And then every other time they would have forgotten their reading glasses. They wouldn't have known there was an assignment. They wouldn't have known what the next test was. They don't know what the next lesson is or what the rubric had in it or whatever. And so it's just like they snap in and out of this, like, yeah, I'm academically sound through, I'm not academically sound anymore. Yeah, exactly. And that's another really good example. In fact, like it's just if you're in the spot, if you're if you just load someone up to try to get them to complete something, the chances of them succeeding down the line, even if they were to get past that hurdle, right, they were like, okay, I'm going to do these two projects. But the chances of them actually building that habit to then not have to do that again in the future is still pretty low because you're not promoting them starting small. You're not promoting them 
figuring out what what the issue is and how to build the habit of actually like studying every day or you know doing your homework every day like that's the idea that we should have been taught but honestly looking back i don't know if i wasn't paying attention or what i was never taught that process i was always taught i was always doing like sporadic okay i'm going to do a bunch of work now and then that's it and i always had trouble building that habit of like studying every day and stuff like that so I wish it was taught. I Maybe it was and I didn't pay attention. I don't know. But it's possible. <laughs> it is school. It is high school. It was a long time ago. But regardless, what I do want to do is I, I kind of want to shift and gump, jump back into my day. Right. So I want to show I want to tell you, the audience right now, what I figured out when I took stock of my day. So initially, when I did when I started doing this, when I started this whole habit process, I did not change anything on purpose. I just started paying more attention and recording what I was doing. So I noticed that while I do have sections of productivity throughout my day, one day I might have a deep work session of three hours and I felt really good. Another, I might have a one hour section. The time between those deep work sessions, and that's really what I want to get to for coding, was random. And some days I would go with no deep work. So I would just do like random things throughout my code base and I could never get full focus. I would get distracted easily by notifications. It could be coming from a client. It could be coming from whatever. I could be, honestly, the the reason I was getting distracted, and this is something that took me a couple days of analyzing, was the fact that any notification I was getting during work hours, I was worried it was something from a client, something from a a, a team member, something that needed my attention right away. And, you know, 90% of those notifications that I was getting were not that. They were like random spam notifications. They were friends messaging me. They were, you know, YouTube notification. They, they were just random noise. But every time that I would get that notification, because in the back of my mind, I was expecting it to be something either bad or something that I needed to address right away, I would get distracted. And it would break that focus that I had, that work, deep work that I had. And I would, I would, you know, lose some some focus. I would lose some time of, of work. I would have to get back into what I was doing every time I would receive a notification. My YouTube was almost always open and playing videos that would distract me. Like for me, YouTube isn't the best background noise. I, I curated my list of subscriptions. I really like the things that I subscribe to. So whenever I watch a YouTube video, I actually want to listen to it. So I would literally find myself like coding and then I would be just be paying attention to the video. That's useless. Like, that's not what you want for background noise, right? Like, if you want background noise, Matt mentioned it many times. He, he throws on shows that he's already seen many times, right? So, it's it's a perfect way to, like, yeah, it's something's happening. It's like I'm not working, but, it, like, it, it's not distracting you fully because you've already seen it. It's just background noise. For me, I listen to some music. Sometimes I turn off all noise, Sometimes I listen to like soundtracks. Sometimes I'll listen to music that I've listened to many times with words. Like I do alter it throughout. Like sometimes like day by day, my distraction level is different. I've noticed that too. Sometimes I can listen to music with words and all that. And I'm perfectly fine. I can focus. And some days when I notice that my focus isn't there, I have to adjust. That's another thing that I took stock of. I'm not the same every single day. Maybe it depends on how much I sleep. Maybe it depends on what work I'm doing, whatever. Like, it's just something that I noticed. 
I was actually going to say that is that the distraction level and um, I guess the willingness to work, I guess, is different each day. I'll find sometimes where I just absolutely destroy everything I had to do and more in three hours. Uh, I'll have days where I'm screwing around for four hours and I'm not doing I haven't got anything done. I'll have days where I won't start until the afternoon because I was lazy in the morning. But then I get an absolute like crap ton of stuff done. Um, sometimes I want to be lazy the next day. And so I will get some work done in the middle of the night. Um, the distraction level is different. And, and, and to talk to the point of, you know, what gets you into deep work or what you like having on in the background, if anything, so people don't like anything, you know, I will put on shows. I've seen a bunch. I will put on shows that are very, say, formulaic, like something like Kitchen Nightmares, where there's very almost completely, almost every episode has sort of a set, like this segment, then this segment, then this segment. And so I, you know, I'm not really missing anything and I can always go back and I can always watch them again. It's not a big deal if I miss something. Um, I use it almost like I check, a, check the video instead of checking the clock. I'm not really looking at the clock. I'm looking over at the video here and there. Um, I get anxious really, really quickly and that always disra- derails me. So I'll like watch the show for a bit and that always seems to help. Um, but I will change what I'm doing. Uh, I tried video game soundtracks that occasionally works, but I don't really listen to music too much. Um, I usually have a show on, but sometimes I do a podcast, but sometimes the podcast is too in-depth. And so I really want to listen to the podcast and I find myself having split split attention and I'm taking too much attention away from the work and I'm not getting it done. Sometimes the work is very boring. So if I'm doing data entry that day, so I want an in-depth podcast to sort of keep me awake and alive <laughs> while I enter in a bunch of numbers or something, um, stuff like that. Like if I'm filing all our receipts for the month or something, that's really sort of mind numbing. Now I got a, there's a system in place for that. I know how to do that. And so I'll maybe put on a more in-depth podcast. Sometimes I do want that, that, that visual aspect. Uh, so st- stuff like that, like I will absolutely change based on day to day. And I think that that also speaks to the point where uh, we mentioned it before where, you know, you're really motivated and ready to go when you start a habit or when you're planning on starting a habit. But then once you're, you know, sad that day or you don't feel well or your legs are sore or whatever, and you really don't want to go on that run or you really don't want to go on that walk or you really don't want to just work in general because you're just tired or something like the instant your feeling is different from that first like, yes, like I'm going to get this habit down. This is going to be awesome. I'm going to get up early or I'm going to go for a walk every day or I'm going to do this every day or that every day. The instant that your mood is different than the time that you planned on doing it, like your your habit falls off. But I think that it's important to note here that we are on an active balancing match between, okay, let's say our habit is let's get a good two hours of work in, like good two hour deep work in. I'm not one to like specifically want to like categorize my time as deep work or not. I'm more task-based. So that's how I, that's how I categorize my deep work. And then I say, okay, well, you know, now what? Okay, well, let's throw on Kitchen Nightmares. Maybe Kitchen Nightmares is distracting me that day. Maybe I'll throw out a video game soundtrack. Oh, that's distracting me. Maybe I'll just pause it won't take it away from me and I'll get a bunch of work done and I'll be like, Jesus, it's been three hours. I actually did more work than I thought. So like we're, we're actively on a balancing match. The point that I'm trying to make is that the habit we're trying to get is a good amount of work done, let's say. But it's not going to be a textbook execution every time. It's going to be a balancing match of distraction versus focus. And now, and so we, we, we do the dance every day. 
You know, sometimes it's just, you just can't get it. But the point is, is that you're trying to force yourself onto, let's say that hat, that habit platform of I'm going to get some good work done today. I'm going to do this today. I'm going to do that today. And so just by trying to stay on the habit train, it's almost always more positive, assuming it's a good habit, almost, almost always more positive than say not fighting it and just allowing it to go rampant. And then you go right to say your comfort zone of like, you just didn't do any work at all. And you just watched a movie. So I just kind of wanted to point out that it's a little more analog than it is digital. It's not, I did my habit or I did not. It's very much like I struggled (laughs) and I got nothing done. I struggled and I got some done. I tried at least, and I got a bunch done or this worked way better than I thought. And I got a whole bunch done. So now tomorrow I can be lazy. Yep. That's exactly it. And I think, I think you kind of nailed it with the whole, you know, you had a really good day and you feel really good and you had the motivation to do everything. And then you just have a bad day and you can't do the same things. That's going to happen. Motivation is fleeting. That's a really important concept to understand with habit building. Motivation, when you have motivation, that's when you start a habit. That's when you start like planning it. That's when you start figuring out, okay, I want to do this because I'm motivated right now. But you're realize, the realization should be that you're not going to be this motivated tomorrow. You're not going to be this motivated the next day. So how do you make it so that the habit is so easy for you to do that you will continue to do it even when you're not motivated? That's the key. That's the whole point with this habit building is that it's not about getting the most work done on that day. It's not about exact, like, like Matt said, it's not about like, you know, two hours of deep work. Like that's, it's not about that. It's about getting a structure so that you can get into deep work. It's about figuring out what's wrong with the system you currently have. It's about getting a system in place that will allow you to have a better chance at success. Not a hundred percent, like every day is going to be different. No matter what, you're going to have better, better, good days and bad days, but it's important to be able to optimize that to have more good days than bad days. And I was noticing again, why I did this from the start is that I was having a lot of bad days. It was too sporadic. Everything like my work was too sporadic. I wanted more deep work time, but I didn't know how to do it. Like I didn't know what what it took. So I needed to break down what was happening in my current routine that was causing the situation. And and I'm going to jump into it right here. What was happening when I was actually having success? So when I was productive and I just, how, this is how I started to change my habits and routines. I took note of when I was productive I noticed that it's usually when I wasn't expecting any calls or notifications. So I was, it was before and after work hours, honestly, were my most productive times, as weird as that is. So before everyone woke up and after everyone went to sleep or, or finished for the day, I was able to really focus because I wasn't, even if I were, were to get a notification on my phone, I wasn't thinking that, hey, I need to answer that right away. So it was out of the thing. I didn't have any meetings scheduled, so I wasn't worried about meetings to be to attend. I also noticed that I was fairly calm and relaxed. So when I was having productive days, I was calm. Right? I wasn't anxious. I also noticed sometimes that I had something fun planned after work. So if I had like an activity, like I went to I'm going to a movie or I'm going to a restaurant with my wife, 
I had better days during that time. I had more productivity. It's a motivator too, because you, you, you don't want to be lazy and then have work left when you leave. Exactly. So you, you kind of, at least in my, in my experience, I power through whatever it is so that I don't have to think about it when I'm out after. Absolutely. And that's exactly that. I guess that's the mindset. Again, it was happening subconsciously. This kind of stuff was happening subconsciously, but I started to notice it when I started to actually like pay attention to what was going right. <laughs> I also noticed that my working session was planned out more. So if I had a more accomplishable to-do list for whatever I was working on, I had a better time doing it. If I had a to-do list that was out of control, that I knew I couldn't finish, or I had doubts that I could finish, I had trouble even doing like the first task, as weird as that is. I would accomplish even less when I have more to do than when I have less to do and, you know, less more time. So like it, it was backwards for me. That's what was freaking me out. And it was probably a combat. A lot of the, this was a combination. So not it's not like on every day I had all these things line up for, for a productive day. It was usually a combination of one or two things or something like that. So knowing that I took these findings and I started to try to emulate and adjust to them. So when I needed to work, I would start to tell clients and team members that I'd be unavailable at certain times. So, hey, like, I'm going to be doing this for the next two to three hours. Uh, just, you know, do you have anything right now or do you want to let me know? Or if you need if you need me, I'll come back to it in two or three hours. So people had the expectations. So then I knew that anything that I received was probably not from them. I didn't really care. I could turn off my phone or whatever. I would do something relaxing before starting the, my, my working session to, to get myself more calm. I would read, I would go for a walk. I would just have a coffee and do something outside of work. I would just relax. Even if it was like 10 to 15 minutes, it would allow me to have that more calm, fairly relaxed state that I noticed I was more productive in. I'd plan some time to hang out with my wife or friends after work. Like I do, I'd plan more things after my work hours because I noticed obviously that it was helping me. And then I started to write smaller to-do lists. And this is a really key one that I kind of want to expand on a little bit. To-do lists inherently are something that we, that I personally struggle with consistently. I've tried all the different software you can think of, like Matt, Matt can attest to it. I've made him try like five different productivity softwares. He hasn't even heard of half the names that I've tried. And it's probably a good thing. And I'm, I'll get into why that's a good thing. But I've tried every productivity system and I've noticed that it does not work for me. Like these complex, really well-designed, awesome applications like ClickUp, like Asana, like Trello, like all these great, like perfectly designed applications are not working for me right now. So what I did was I was like, okay, let's strip away everything. What's the simplest way I can do this? I got a notebook and I started writing down a maximum of like three tasks for that day, for a day. And three tasks that are doable, not three tasks of like, you know, create the encyclopedia and Carta. Like I'm not, I didn't set myself up for failure. I, I, I failed it a couple of times. Like I failed even completing those three tasks. But a lot of the times I would complete two of them, three of them. Like I would get through. And as I started to realize that, oh my God, simpler, like just, just writing them down, I started to develop better systems 
for the tasks, for the to-dos. I started to understand how to break them down. So instead of, I would have three major tasks and I would break those down into smaller tasks so that I would have more like completions. So I would have more check marks. And each check mark made me feel better, obviously, because I've completed something. So, and then I would have five tasks, six tasks, stuff like that. But I started very small. And I think that's the key for me at this point, at, at that time. And I've been doing it for, I think, a month and a half now straight. Every day I have a task. I have a, I write the date and I write my tasks before I go to bed. And then in the morning, I'll review the tasks. And that has helped me immensely. And still not perfect. I want to, comp- I want to explain that. I'm not a 10x developer at this point. Like I'm not, you know, I'm not at the point where I can work four days, six hours a day and be comfortable with that. I still waste time. I still have unproductive days. Today I had to take a nap because I just, I wasn't feeling off. I wasn't <laughs> like, I literally. I, on the, the day, day of this episode of all correct, damn things. <laughs> on the day of this episode. But I have noticed looking back, you know, four months ago, these days were very common. And now these days are the more becoming more of an anomaly. They'll always probably be there though. I'm okay with you that. Know? Yeah. And I even mentioned that, uh, one of the, one of the tips I have is be okay with taking days off. When you realize that your day is going poorly, like seriously poorly, and you're not productive, it's actually okay to write that day off. Every once in a while, you're going to have a bad day and that's fine. If, it, if it's every day, yes, there's a problem. But if it's like, you know, once a month, once every two months, take the day off, go do something fun. I've noticed that I've, I, I, again, that's a strategy that I've put into place. And I've noticed that I have been 10 times more productive the next day than if I were to just power through and get those little scraps of work done that I can done and, you know, pick up, pick it up the next day as well. I, I, I feel like the negativity rubs off on the next day if I try to power through. Some you know what's days interesting? you just can't. You know, what's interesting too is like you're, you're saying this at the same time that somebody, like if you don't want to take our word for it, not to cut you off, Mike, but if you don't want to take our word for it, like Gary Vee said something similar where he has some game, some, some days where he's just like, I'm absolutely not going to work today. And he just doesn't. Yeah. And it makes like sense. He, listen, he listens to his, it's almost like listening to your body, I guess, or whatever. Um, but like, it's, it's, you know, it makes sense. I mean, you're right. If it's every day, you know, you have a problem, but I mean, there are going to be days where it's like, man, I don't, I don't need to write this content. I don't need to make this site right now. Like, holy crap. Yeah. At the end of the day, the world is not going to end. Like, I think, I think we think too highly of ourselves and we think too highly of what, whatever we're working on. Like if you take one day off, it's not going to, you know, the world is not going to end. You're not, you're most likely not working on life critical systems that that feature that you're developing is going to save, you know, the next person. You're working on a website for a customer that has a coffee shop. If they launch it a day later, nothing will happen. <laughs> like, I promise you, no one will care. And in fact, again, that day that you take off might save them extra time down the line because you could... If you don't take that day off, it could carry over to the next day and the next day and you could have bad productivity for a week all of a sudden. Whereas you might be able to finish twice as much as you were be able to finish if you just took that day off. That, honestly, that's how I feel. That's how it's happened for me. After the day off that I take, I usually am twice as productive at least. Because I just ha- I had some time to relax. I had some time to be okay with it. And I forgave myself for taking that day off too. That's another thing I struggle with and I still struggle with to a certain degree is like, I just feel bad for not 
being more productive. And I feel like you do have to separate yourself from that to be able to just focus on tasks and to be able to do everything. Because if you constantly have that nagging feeling that you're not being productive, it's only going to put you in that negative state. It's only going to make you less calm and relaxed, right? It's only going to, it's only going to deter you from doing even more. And then that, that building of like, oh, I'm, I'm not doing enough is going to just keep cycling out of control. Because you're, you're constantly not going to be able to finish your to-do list and stuff like that. And it's, it's, a it's a, what's it called? It's a snowball effect. It'll snowball. So you have to be able to forgive yourself for having bad days. You know what too is, is like, I find myself, I've mentioned it before to be more of a task person. And I, I don't, I do write to do's and stuff like that, mostly for reminder purposes, less about what I'm going to actually be doing. But what I did find helped and I stopped doing it because I don't really need to anymore is I started writing down, <clears throat> excuse me, I started writing down what I was doing in the day. So if I quickly went in and did a little server maintenance, I'd write, you know, server maintenance on client one. Uh, and then I'd run over here and, you know, maybe I did a little backup and I'd do like I did a backup on client two. And I would write down what I was doing. And at the end of the day, because at the time I was trying to do to-dos and all the rest of it and trying to like follow these like sort of habit and motivation systems, whatever. Um, and so I, I would like always feel like I didn't do much. And at the end of the day, I started looking at these logs of what I was doing and I was like, oh, I am actually doing a bunch. It's just that some of this stuff is just almost muscle memory where, oh, it's the beginning of the month. I need to do this person's backup or, oh, uh, you know, this person asked me to do this and it was so small. I didn't write it to do. I just did it. But it's still something that I like they had to have done, um, which is like really crucial. Like it's it's like it was crucial for me anyway, sorry, to like specifically write down what I was doing and when. And then after maybe I did it like every day for like three, four days. And then I kind of stopped, started feeling like crap again, did it again for a few days. And I was just like, yeah, you know what? I am consistently getting stuff done. And you can tell that because I'm not constantly apologizing to clients saying, sorry, this is late. Uh, if I ever do, you know, I like almost always try to at least force through it or, you know, there's a good reason, maybe scope creep or something, why something was delayed, something like that. But I'm not being lazy. I'm not missing deadlines. I'm not feeling bad about what I am getting done. And then that habit of kind of journaling, I guess, or logging what I had done just just went away. And that habit does no longer needs to be there because I know that like I am getting a bunch done. Like I'm doing a bunch of stuff. Like obviously, obviously things are getting done. It's just I needed to sort of see it. Now that I've seen it, I don't need it anymore. That's fair. Uh, and I actually started to do that recently as well. I will write down something that I didn't have on my to-do list, but I did and check it off. I, it seems weird and it seems stupid. Like, th and there's a reason that I didn't like, that's, those are the reasons I didn't do it before. I was like, I already did it. Why would I write it down? But honestly, it does help me. Those little tricks, again, it's not for everyone, but I highly recommend just trying them and seeing if they work for you. Give it a couple days. If it works, just keep doing it. It's not a big deal to write a couple extra lines, but at the end of the day, if it helps you stay motivated, if it helps you stay, if it helps, if it helps you feel better about yourself, then do it. Just keep keep doing it. So I'm gonna keep doing it until I don't need to anymore, like Matt, like Matt. So I'm hoping I'm gonna get to that stage, that state. But um, yeah, like that's it's all these little tricks that we say. The only reason we do them is because they work for us. So it's okay to try it and not continue to do it if it stops working or if you don't need to do it or whatever. It's perfectly fine. 
And there's other ones out there as well. Like it, it weren't, I, this is not an exhaustive list of little routine, like habit, tr habit tricks and to do tricks and stuff like that. There's so many. Now, just to jump into the next part here, uh, I started to create a morning routine. I found that if I had a more organized morning, if I had some habits in the morning that I was doing routinely, I'd have a better, more structured day and I'd be able to I'd be able to get into my work sessions a little bit easier. So I, I gradually made myself do little things in the morning until it became a routine. So what I do is I wake up, make breakfast for my wife every day. That's a routine at this point. Then I do yoga. That's a routine at this point. I only do like seven, 10 minutes of yoga. I don't do a lot because again, it was all about building that habit. I'm slowly ramping it up, but I started very, very small. But I noticed that like just doing a little bit of stretching helped start my day a little bit better. After the yoga, I have a reward for myself. I make coffee. Again, it makes doing the stuff that I don't really want to do a little bit easier because I reward myself right away. Your reward is my fuel. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I, I like coffee. I like the process of making it. I like, I like the whole, you know, I like the whole aspect of coffee. I'm probably never going to give it up unless I have to by recommended by a medical professional. But I mean, I would, I mean, if, and I mean, and please talk to a doctor, but I would assume they would be like, stay away from caffeine. I'm just going to, I've already, and I've actually already figured this out. I've already found a decaf brand. I like. So yeah. Same here, actually. Same so here. like, if I need to, I'll just do that. <laughs> yep. After I get my coffee, I go straight into my to-do list and I take a look at it. I don't do much in there. I just take a look. Okay, this is what I have to do for today, right? Like, okay, I have – because my to-do list is actually a combination one between like my regular life, like paying bills and stuff like that, and work. I notice that if I have two separate to-do lists, I will forget about both of them and I won't care about either. I have to have it all in one place and I have to have it manageable. It can't be like – 20 things. It has to be a short one. So if I don't get stuff done, I don't get stuff done. It's fine. It can wait a day to the next one. But anyway, it's a combination. So sometimes if my to-do list has some sort of personal task on there, I'll knock that off. Sometimes I won't, but uh, I just need to check it. Then after I check the to-do list, make sure everything's okay. I do whatever for like 15 to 30 minutes. I just relax. I watch a YouTube video. I go on Reddit. I talk to people, talk to friends, whatever. I just... I don't do anything work-related during that time. And I notice that it helps me avoid distractions down the line because if I just jump right into work, I, I start to think like, oh, what did I miss on YouTube? What did I miss here? What did I miss there? But if I just give myself that time to watch it and give myself that time to catch up, I don't crave it as much. So it's all about avoiding the distractions down the line. That helped. Another thing that I've started to add, and this is something that I'm, I've started to do recently, I figured, hey, if the start of the day structure helps, maybe an end of the day structure will help too. So after work, I started to add a, a few different things. And this is just work-related stuff. So after I finish my work, so at around 5 or 6 p.m., whatever I decide that day, I'll check my to-do list and make sure that I've checked off everything that I haven't checked off. I'll add the to-dos that I did, like Matt was, like Matt mentioned. I'll add like kind, kind of like a journal that, hey, these weren't on my list, but I did them anyway because that's what happens when you're developing or getting asked stuff throughout the day. And fill those out, check them off, make sure that it's all updated. And then I start creating my to-do list for the next day. So anything I didn't finish, I'll carry over that needs to be carried over. 
Um, and then I'll add a couple other tasks because at that point I'm much more, I'm much more in debt. Like I, I understand what needs to be done better than I would the next day if I come back to it and I would have to like scroll through my code, make sure, you know, where I'm at. So I like to use that as motivation to create the to-do list. And I notice that if I wake up with a to-do list, it's a little bit of a less barrier for me to start. So that's why I create my to-do list at the end of the day for the next day to make the next day a little bit easier. And then I make sure that I commit and push all my code. So every day I'm at least, I'm committing multiple times a day, but I'm making sure that if I turn off my computer and it goes kaput, my code is in, you know, in GitHub or whatever. And that's all I have for now for like after work. I might tweak it a little bit. Again, this isn't, I, what I'm talking about right now isn't the final version. I'll have another episode when I master this, quote unquote master this, probably never going to happen. Uh, but I'm going to keep getting better at this. I'm going to keep tweaking it until I have a system that like I can get to the point where I can work six hours a day and I can feel fine about myself with that. And that's part actually working during that time and actually building the habits that support that work and part mentally being okay with leaving stuff not done. So it's it's a double thing. It's not going to be just, hey, I'm going to work six hours of deep work a day. That's it's not possible. Like Matt said, you can't you can't schedule two hours or whatever. The only thing I can do is just be better. It's just make it easier to get into. If I could offer a piece of advice, but this is for me, like this, this worked for me, but so it might not work for you. But what I, what I do is I will be like, I, I said, I like so far I'm task-based, but that doesn't mean that I'm, you know, having it to big to-do list or I'm specifically writing tasks. What I, what I do is I try to get something done that day or multiple things done that day so that either my next day is easier or whatever. I don't necessarily worry about the hours. I take the hours completely out of it. If I, if my goal today is to install a new keyboard and I set aside three hours for that and it takes me 15 minutes then maybe I'm done for the day. Maybe I'll go and do some more. You know, some sometimes I want to be extra productive or, you know, some people, if they're in the hustle culture, they want to you, you utilize every minute of every day to the absolute most. And if that works for you, that's great. And you could get more done now that you've saved, you know, say two and a half hours or whatever on your keyboard install or your assumed keyboard install. Um, but what I do is is I just try to get something done. It's It's, it's almost like, if someone asks me, what did you do today? I don't just say, oh, I just coded a bit. Like I can say, I tried to get a calculator app to work. Uh, like the addition button wasn't working or the display on this calculator app wasn't working and I reset all the things, but I'm still having trouble with it. But the point is, is like, I'm not saying that I completed my troubleshooting, but I did something in the troubleshooting. I didn't just poke around. I went in there and did this and reset the display and I tested this and I tested that. And so I've completed tasks to enough to be able to at least have almost a sentence to somebody where I say, oh, you know, I did some coding today. Specifically, I tr like had to reset a digital display. It wasn't working. And, and you know, to do that, all these pins were messed up and this and that. And, and like I have like a thing I did that day um, instead of it just being like, well, you know, <laughs> I just kind of hung around and, you know, didn't get done too much and, and, and this and that it's, it's more about just getting something done and less about getting a particular thing 
done or, oh, I need 10 tasks done. It's, it's, it's less, it's more abstract. Like my method is more abstract for me so that I'm not sitting there worried like, because I'll, I'll game the system. Like I'll, I'll min max my own system then. I know I'll, I know I'll do it. I'll, if I say, oh, I got to do 10 tasks a day, a day done, I'll start making things that aren't task tasks. Oh, put on socks. There's one, <laughs> you know, something like that. Like, I know, I know I'm going to do it and I'll justify it to myself over time. Be like, well, you know, the first couple of times I think of it, it's like putting on socks ain't really a task. And then, you know, I'll be like, you know what? It's a part of my habit. It is a task. And then I'll put it on there. And there's, you know, a tenth of, <laughs> there's a tenth of my work done by just putting on socks, which I would have done anyway, or like waking up, you know what? Yeah, that, you know, that's hard enough. So I'm going to min-max my own system. So instead, I just try to almost have a sentence at the end of the day that I could say. I don't really think of it that way, but that's ultimately what it is. I want to be able to say, oh, I recorded a podcast today. I did some research for a podcast today. Like, I want to have a thing that I did. I th- I, I get that. Um, but you describing the min-maxing part is actually part of the system. And it's okay. Like it's perfectly okay to min max it the way that you that you just described it, if it makes you feel better, right? It like makes me feel can, worse. It makes me feel worse. <laughs> if it, if it makes you feel worse, then that's bad. But like real, realistically, if you're, you know, if you want to get ten things accomplished during the day, and you're 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 lacking figuring out those ten things, writing down stuff that's part of your routine is part of the process. Like it's. It's perfectly okay to do that. And it's, it's in fact, again, it's all about creating that system, having a structure in place. Like your, your um, health example is perfect, right? Like when you have no structure, it's bad. Like you, you don't follow anything. You don't track anything. You don't do anything. So it's bad. It's at the end of the day, it's not, it's not, it did not work for you. And it's the same for some people with productivity. If there's no system in place, it's bad. Like, but if there's a system, even if it's a bad system, it's better than no system at all. And they like people start to structure. Like, as soon as you get structure, you start to think, like, okay, well, now I have this. Now it's part of my routine. Now I've done it for a couple months. Maybe I can add this. Maybe I can add that. Because when you have a structure, it's easier to change that structure. When you have zero structure from going from zero to something, that's the difficult part. It's the same thing with speed, right? Like getting up to from zero to one kilometer is much harder than from one to two. And the momentum, all that is physics. I mean, this isn't exactly physics, obviously, but it has the same application. So for some people, the way that you describe the min-maxing system, that's the way they should start their system. They don't even have to change anything. Let's say that they don't even want to. It's difficult for them to add anything to their list. Think of 10 tasks that you already do during the day, habits that I mentioned that you do subconsciously, write those down. That could be the start of a system. It's stupid, right? Like it's dumb, but it works. Like it legitimately starts something that people can build on. But yeah, I, I, again, it everything is different for everyone, but like that's, it's interesting that you mentioned that. And I thought like, oh wow, like I've literally read that as a part of a, <laughs> of someone's system like they legitimately did what the min maxing that you don't want to do i'm trying to like i realize i'm not on webcam so like i'm i'm like visually thinking um i'm trying to like i'm trying to justify why i don't do 
why I feel bad about certain tasks. And I think this is a half done thought. Um, otherwise, we'll be sitting here in, in dead air for 10 minutes while I think this through. But um, I think it's because I go in with an overarching goal. Like, let's say it's something like I want to get some work done. Or let's say it's something more specific, but it's still kind of a, a larger goal, like a, a high level goal. So something say, I want to improve my audio for the podcast. So, I mean, and you're, you're hearing this right now. I tuned my microphone. So let's, let, let's use that as an example. I want to improve my audio for the for the podcast. I make that an overarching goal and I don't really know how to do that. So I, I slowly learn here and there, see some YouTube videos on my time off or not. And sometimes when I'm working to I'll like specifically look for these particular videos and these particular plugins and stuff like this to tune microphones and learn. Okay. And then, you know, work comes in and it, it's been months since I've really dug into learning how to tune the micro, my microphone. And then one day I just have this thought and I'm like, all right, it's time for that goal. So I go in and my goal is let's get this, let's get this friggin' microphone working the way I want it to. So I go in and I tune it and mess around with it and follow the guides. And I, you know, I, cause I usually bookmark stuff and I'll go through my bookmarks and like really hit that task hard. My goal of that for that day is to get that done or like within reason, right? To get that done unless it spirals out of control and 700 tasks actually need to be done or I need a different microphone or something. So now that I have that goal, I will sit there and I'll even work overtime. I don't look at the clock. I just keep doing like work, 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 work. And I just, I just get this thing done. It's like deep work because this task has been there for a long time. I'm finally going to do it. Let's just get it done. I do this on client sites and everything too. This is just how I kind of, this is like my best days, let's say. But by adding tasks, I'm not saying this is a bad idea. It's a bad idea for me. But by by adding tasks that I would do normally, I feel like I'm limiting myself or forcing myself to do things that I'm doing due to my own comfort zone anyway. So I wake up, I want a coffee. Like that's just a craving I have. I want a coffee, good or bad. That's what I'm going to do. Get up, have a coffee. I'll either shower before or after the coffee, whatever type of thing. I don't really think of it too much. I just sort of do it. If I wake up and I'm kind of groggy, maybe I'll have a coffee. Maybe I'll watch TV for an hour. Then I'll have a shower. Then I'll start working. Sometimes I will start working immediately right from bed and then I'll go have a coffee. So like I'm, I'm doing the smaller tasks, let's say the non goal oriented, I suppose, tasks based on my own comfort zone. And based what I based on a natural appeal that day to it, like today, let's say I wake up and I'm really worried because I did an update for someone's site two days ago, and I'm going to be worried for the next couple of days thinking, oh, God, they're going to call and they're going to be, you know, there's going to be some sort of problem. So maybe over the next two days, naturally to like lower my own anxiety and whatever, I will check my work phone first thing to see if there's any problems. No problems. Now my anxiety level is low. Now I can go and get a coffee and do this and that. But by, for whatever reason, for, by putting on these, these tasks, like put on socks and, you know, have a glass of water and, and do stuff like this, I feel like I'm limiting myself outside of work. And I feel like I'm not listening to my own, say, comfort zone. And it's like, I'm cheapening the experience. I almost feel like I'm drip feeding myself. Um, goal completion. I don't know if that really makes sense, but I'm like drip feeding myself 
something good in relation to my productivity. When in reality, I could do my, all my little tasks. Like let's say there's eight tasks for the day, or let's say 10 tasks for the day. And let's say there's 10 tasks total for the day. Two of them, like one of them is get your microphone ready for tuning. And the next one is get your microphone tuned. And the rest of the eight is like, put on socks, get a coffee, get a water, do this, go for a walk, whatever. My day is not considered a good day, in my opinion, if I completed eight of those tasks, which is 80%, but the last two, the last 20% is what I really wanted to get done that day. And so I base myself around the, the, the pinnacle task or tasks of the day instead of having a, a strict routine around it. Because if I want to get that task done, I have to have my microphone ready. I had to have done the research and I have to wake up and I have to be awake. So I, I'm going to have a coffee and I don't want to, and I might be going out that night. So I'm going to have a shower, you know, et cetera, et cetera, right? Like the list goes on. It's like those things happen because of the comfort zone and the default status. But I want my day to have that thing that I did that day. I mean, a, a very valid method and something that I've read many times is like literally writing down one task for the day. Right. The main, the most important task and that's it. And then the rest, the rest is like something you can journal about and stuff like that. But that's the task that you want to get done. So I guess like that's similar to your, you don't write it down, but that's similar to your strategy. You right. Have, like without, without thinking of it as a strategy. Yeah. yeah. Like that's just sort of what I do. Yeah. Exactly. You have that one task for the day. And again, like it, this is why there's so many different things. Like everything works for, differently for different people. Um, for me, like I was having similar situations to you with no structure, right, Matt? Like I, I had the situation where I could sit down and work for five hours straight and have deep work and finish something. My issue with that was I couldn't reproduce it effectively, right? right? I couldn't do that. So yes, I could do it every once in a while, but if you ask me to do it tomorrow, I don't know if I could. So right. that's why I started all this. Literally, the reason I started all this was because I was having those days and I knew I could do it, but I could not reproduce it if I, if when I needed to. So I wanted to build structure. I wanted to build a day around being able to reproduce those moments so that when I need to, I can sit there and code for three hours without being distracted, without having all this other stuff. So that's like this whole episode is literally about that process so it's interesting like it like different again different people like matt and matt and i do kind of same work but we have different strategies and different strategies work for work for us right and i'm my strategy is not perfect yet i will continue it will never get perfect that's another thing i, I will continue to adapt i'll continue to try new things but i found that if i have some structure throughout my day i am better at being able to focus and that's really what all this is about. Focus is a powerful tool for a developer. Believe me, when you can when you can reproduce focus, you can be that. I don't I, again. Ten X developer is a terrible word, but you can be a very productive developer. That's just how it is. Bam. Yeah. Bam. <laughs> like I. I mean, I have one more thing here before before I uh, do a little bit of a recap. Uh, so I'll do that real quick. So. I started to notice when I'd get distracted, I, instead of going onto YouTube, I'd go up and do something else. So when I, when I would get distracted, I would be like, okay, well, there's no point in me 
feeding into the distraction. Let's go do something productive. So I would go clean, shower, do pushups, whatever. Like I would just use that distracted energy. Like, yeah, I'm not going to be able to focus on the work, but at least I'll do something else. And I noticed as long as I did that and I turned that distraction into something positive, I'd get distracted less. And when I come back to work after the whatever I did, even if it was like a two minute thing, three minute thing, I'd be able to get back into work. I'd be less distracted. So that's another little hack that I tried that worked for me. Again, it it was kind of interesting. And just to finish off here, I wanted to give some summary, some tips that I have for people starting new habits. So I mentioned this before, start tiny, right? Start with one task. Start with one thing on the on a list. Start anything. If you can't focus, get up and do something else. I just mentioned if you can't, if you're getting distracted, get up and do something. Keep task management super simple. So make it so that you don't using 15 different systems. You have to do lists. You have one to do list that you write three or four tasks on, make it written, make it, if, if you're better with the computer, make it on the computer, make it stupidly simple. Then set yourself up for short spurts of focus initially, because forcing yourself to do two hours right away is again, taking too big of a leap. If you, but if you get down to like, okay, I want to focus for 10 minutes. I want to get this one small task done. That's an easier accomplishable thing. And for me as well, setting up some routines, morning routine, after work routine that help bring some structure into my day and help me be more successful. And really that's, there's a lot more I could say about it, but in a podcast episode, that's what it is. I am going to link the two books that I mentioned, Atomic Habits and Tiny Habits in the show notes. So make sure to check them out. But yeah, like it's, it's one of those things where just having some structure for me has helped me be able to get into a more focused state. And that's really what I want this year. I mean, I think that's, I think this is, I mean, I, I just, I was about to tell you after, but I was going to say, like, I think this is just a, a good resource and a good deep dive into um, a habit system just in general. And, um, you know, us kind of sharing examples, because I, I know I'm an example learner, I guess, if you can call me that. Uh, and I, I feel as though it just makes a, like this just makes a lot of sense. Um, this is, again, sort of a deep dive into habit making and stuff like this. And we didn't make some sort of 10, you know, 10 steps to success. Wake up at 4 a.m. You know, the list goes on. Uh, this is just a very, at least in my opinion, a very real look at, hey, you know, this is how we this is how we become productive. This is how we complete goals. This is how we do things. It doesn't need to be, does it need to be tasks? Does it need to be, you know, what is it? You know, um, this is very much like a, what would you say? And in, in a, a, like just a look at how somebody does something that isn't just specifically doing a system and, you know, we're kind of trying to say it's okay to mess up. You know, you might be on some some production or some productive guru uh, or productivity, excuse me, guru uh, system where you're, you know, you're doing the 10 steps and it's great for you. That's great. You might like those systems. Some people might not. And Mike and I aren't necessarily that. Mike is more structured than me. I'm less structured than him, but we're both getting stuff done. We're both still running the business. We're both still doing things outside of the business. We're both working 
overtime. We both sometimes take time off early or we take off early or we take a holiday, this and that. So there's, you know, we're still getting stuff done is what I'm trying to point out. And so it's, you know, I, I, at least I enjoyed this episode because even at the end there, I had to even think of an answer to sort of Mike's um, comment or what he was talking about, because it's like, you don't think about this stuff all the time. A lot of this stuff is muscle memory. A lot of this stuff is very in the moment. Yeah, exactly. I think that's it. I think you don't think about it, but sometimes it's better to think about it. It's again, I, I take it back to your point on your health. It's the same thing. Having a structure in place has helped me become better at this. Even if the structure is bad, it's still better than no structure. And, and you'll tweak it. That's me. exactly it. Yeah, like it took exactly. me two years to come up with a system that is like, you know, I have spoken to a doctor, this and that. And it's, but it's not, it's not a like full on, you know, health system. I'm not going to advertise it. If maybe it's not even working, who knows? Um, but like, maybe it's unhealthy. Like, I don't know, but it's still where I'm paying attention to it. And it's done in a way that I know I'm not going to actually care about health. Like I'm not going to become one of those people that's like, these are super vegetables and stuff. Like, I just don't care about that. Um, some people are passionate about it. I just do not care. Like if I want to go to Wendy's, like I'm going to go to Wendy's. And so I needed a system that would accommodate that. Uh, I think that's it though. Uh, I mean, we've, that, that's been a great episode. It's been a bit of a lengthy one, a lot to, a lot, lot to cover, a lot was covered. And I hope that you enjoy that. And, you know, it's time. And if uh, you do enjoy episodes like this, we are on Patreon. That is patreon.com slash HTML, all the things. And thank you to our $3 tier patrons, Ryan Gatchel from Blue Black Digital on blueblackdigital.com. Chris from Self Made Web Designer on selfmadewebdesigner.com. Tim from The Web Hacker on thewebhacker.com. DL Ford from dlford.io. Pip Hashash from 9Block Media on 9BlockMedia.com. Jason from Geek Life Radio via GeekLifeRadio.com. Michael Curie from MC Web Studio via MCWebStudio.ca. Magnus from YesWeb via YesWeb.se. And Jeff from Twitter via at the Jeff McHale. Feel free to leave a comment or a review on the platform that you are listening to this on. And this outro will sign us off. You've been listening to HTML All The Things Podcast. Web development, web design, and small business. We hope you've gotten some useful and practical information from this show. And we hope you appreciate that we talk to you like human beings. And we hope you had some fun. We'll be back soon. But in the meantime, hit us up on social media, on Facebook, Instagram, and Patreon at HTML All The Things. And on Twitter at HTML Everything. Until next time, this is HTML All The Things, signing off.